0: Cyril John, known as John, was my grandfather until he passed away a few years ago. He was a preacher man, and so, as I seek to read, explain, wrestle with scripture on this podcast, I also seek to raise a glass to honour the memory and the legends that is CJG, my grandfather. Hi everybody, my name is Darren, and welcome to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we'll be exploring the Bible and interviewing some of the unsung heroes of the Christian faith. I hope this inspires you to know Jesus Christ and to make him known, to live the wonderful life that Jesus calls us to live, that no doubt will lead us into all sorts of adventure and into all sorts of trouble. Good afternoon, saints, or good morning, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world, or at what time, you are listening to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man. We're working our way through a letter written by Paul to a church in Corinth. It's actually his second letter, although we call this letter 1 Corinthians. And we've been working our way through this letter, reminding ourselves that we are called to be God's holy people, to partner with Jesus Christ in the, uh, in the coming of God's kingdom to this world, and that this, uh, this, this partnership is all about service, it's about sacrifice, and last, uh, last time we, we read together one, chap- 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we talked about sacrament, our bodies, being an outward sign of an uh, inner working of grace, of God's spirit working out through our bodies, through our lives. And so today, as we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, we really pick up this theme again of sacrament, of uh, marriage as a sacrament, uh, or of our relationship status being a sacrament of an inner working of grace in our lives. Now, it's important before we read this particular chapter, to remember that Paul is responding to particular questions from the Corinthian church. And so this particular section here, Paul is talking about different types of relationship status, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're married to a believer, uh, whether you're married to an unbeliever, and what, sh- what should all that look like? And it's, it's quite easy to get lost in the detail. And so I want to elevate us before we read this particular chapter, because one of the themes that Paul is constantly drawing out in his letters and in this letter uh, is this notion of being single minded for Jesus Christ, for that calling as God's holy people to partner with Jesus Christ, God's son, in the bringing about of God's kingdom to this earth. Paul in his letter to the Galatians and 1 Thessalonians uh, and in this and in this letter there's a theme that runs through his whole life about being single-minded and that's not single minded in a relationship point of view uh, but that is just being solely locked into that purpose and that vision and really Paul offers advice about different relationship statuses and and almost in every one. He pretty much says it's it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. Paul clearly tried to model that Uh, and now that uh, for Paul meant he kept clear of uh, certain temptations Um, but it's those certain temptations for Paul that were would distract him from the partnering of the gospel and there are different relationship statuses as I say in this particular chapter outlined. You might be single and Paul says Stay single because then you can be single minded and devoted to the gospel. if you are married, then you are and you're both believers, then you are one flesh, and so together as one flesh you have the joy and the privilege of serving the Lord Jesus together. you as a husband and wife can be single minded and And then he talked about uh, uh, another relationship status of where you're married but your spouse is no longer or is not a believer at all and Paul's advice to the Corinthian uh, church in this particular relationship status is stay as you are and so in that sense our uh, marriage marriage is a sign of God's kingdom and so whether you're married to a fellow Christian or married to somebody who isn't then marriage is the the sacrament there, is the outward sign of an inner working of God's grace in our lives and in our marriages. But of course, if you're single, Paul's um, advice to you is unless uh, you're going to fall into some serious temptation uh, in terms of sexual immorality and all the rest of it, then stay as you are. Stay single-minded, whether you're single or in a relationship or married, stay single-minded for Jesus. I guess um, that's how this particular chapter speaks to me. It's, um, it's taken me a while to uh, to produce this chapter because um, I guess one of the things about God's by word, the Bible, is that it reads us and it sort of prods little bits of you that are a little bit uncomfortable and so I've just had to process that for a week or so, so really sorry that it's late, but here we are, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Now about the questions you asked in your letter. Yes, it is good to live a celibate life, but because there is no, because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should not deprive his wife of sexual intimacy, which is her right as a married woman, nor should the wife deprive her husband. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband also gives authority over his body to his wife. So do not deprive each other of sexual relations. The only exception to this rule would be the agreement of both husband and wife to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time, so they can give themselves more completely to prayer. Afterwards, they should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt them because of their lack of self-control. This is only my suggestion. It's not meant to be an absolute rule. I wish everyone could get along without marrying, just as I do, but we are not all the same. God gives some the gift of marriage, and to others he gives the gift of singleness. Now I say to those who are married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than burn with lust. Now, for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. A wife must not leave her husband. But if she does leave him, let her remain single, or else go back to him, and the husband must not leave his wife. Now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a Christian man has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a Christian woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage, and the Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not have a godly influence, but now they are set apart for him. But if the husband or wife isn't a Christian and insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the Christian husband or wife is not required to stay with them, for God wants his children to live in peace. You wives must remember that your husbands might be converted because of you. And you husbands must remember that your wives might be converted because of you. You must accept whatever situation the Lord has put you in and continue on as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all the churches. For instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should try not to reverse it. And the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now, for it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments. You should continue on as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you. But if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember... If you were a slave when the Lord called you, the Lord has now set you free from from that awful power of sin. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God purchased you at a high price. Don't be enslaved by the world. So, dear brothers and sisters, whatever situation you were in when you became a believer, stay there in your new relationship with God. Now about the young women who are not yet married. I do not have a command from the Lord for them, but the Lord in his kindness has given me the wisdom that can be trusted and I will share it with you. Because of the present crisis, I think it's best to remain just as you are. If you have a wife, do not end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not get married. But if you do get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, I am trying to spare you the extra problems that come with marriage. Now let me say this, dear brothers and sisters, the time that remains is very short. So husbands should not let marriage be their major concern. Happiness or sadness or wealth should not keep anyone from doing God's work. Those in frequent contact with the things of the world should make good use of them without becoming attached to them, for this world and all it contains will pass away. In everything you do, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him, but a married man can't do that so well. He has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be more devoted to the Lord in body and in spirit, while the married woman must be concerned about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best, with as few distractions as possible. But if a man thinks he ought to marry his fiance because he has trouble controlling his passions and time is passing, it is alright, it is not a sin, let them marry. But if he has decided firmly not to marry, and there is no urgency, and he can control his passion, he does well not to marry. So the person who marries does well, and the person who doesn't marry does even better. A wife is married to her husband as long as he lives. If her husband dies, she is free to marry whomever she wishes. But this must be a marriage acceptable to the Lord. But in my opinion, it would be better for her if she doesn't marry again. And I think I am giving you counsel from God's Spirit when I say this. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So there you go, saints. Very specific answers to very specific contextual questions But if we elevate ourselves out of the context, out of the detail, whilst that advice is probably still good advice, actually, um, what really Paul is saying, and I think this 35 onwards, um, really says it best. Paul says this, I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. And this is the important bit. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. Saints, whatever distractions are in your life, whether it's a partner or lack of partner, whether it's something going on at work or at home, maybe it's something on the TV, maybe it's something on your phone, um, whatever the distraction is, then let's get rid of that so that we, as Paul says, can serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So I think I've got over my uh, 1 Corinthians 7 writer's block, I guess. And so tomorrow I may have another writer's block as we look at 1 Corinthians 8. Again, a very specific question, a very specific answer about uh, Christian freedom, uh, specifically about food, sacrifice to idols. So let's see where we go with that tomorrow. And uh, grace and peace, saints. Listening to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we seek to read, explain and wrestle with scripture and hear from some of the unsung heroes of the faith. If you've enjoyed listening to the Dazcast then don't forget to like, share and subscribe whatever podcast platform you are listening on. And as ever, stay tuned for future episodes. So saints, go in peace, to love and serve the Lord,